The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of uh, Outside the Spotlight. I am here. I'm your host. I am joined with my co-host, uh, J.D. Harris, is in the building. What's going on, my man? Not too much, D. How you doing, uh, baby? Everything's good. Everything's good. Uh, so, you know, there's been a ton of things that have happened in the last two weeks. We didn't have a show last week. Uh, our studios moved. We're in a nice new uh, new building, so uh, we didn't have uh, a show last week. And of course, that you know, the weekend before, I went to the polo match. I gotta say real quick that uh, that was freaking sweet. Uh, it was a great event. It was a great experience. I did not rock the bow tie, which I should have. JD, I should have rocked it because when I got there, I'm like, oh, the other people wearing bow ties. I'm like, oh, no. So I went with the Chicago's Finest, you know, the T-shirt with the blazer over the top and the jeans. You know what I mean? More Don Johnson. So if, like, if you will, or Tubbs. <laughs> or Tubbs. Uh, it wasn't Crockett. That was Tubbs. Uh, yeah, so I went wore Tubbs uh, with that. And it turns out that my guy was playing a joke on us because he's really not afraid of horses, which was pretty hysterical because, you know, here I am and my other guy was, you know, we were – we were worried about him freaking out, and it turns out he's not afraid of horses. And so, needless to say, my other guy was kind of upset at him for lying to us because, you know, you told us we was all afraid of horses, and, you know, my guy was prepared to take care of him and look out for him, and it turns out he really afraid of horses. So, I don't know. It, it was still a great event. Uh, it was the first annual for them. Uh, I don't know the name of the thing. I mean, I'd, I probably would go again. Now, looking at the pictures, there was some uh, quite inter- uh, some interesting outfits out there. Oh, yeah. There was some big hats. Uh, it was all kinds of checkered pants and uh, all that stuff. So it was it was cool. It was really cool. Uh, so it was a good event. Um, so this week, you know, a, a lot obviously has happened in the sporting world, J.D., and s- some stuff that just really um, rocked everybody's sensibility. Uh, and comfort level, uh, not just on, um, not just in the sporting world, but in the college world, and then just people in general, you know. And the past two weeks, uh, just everything that transpired, it was something that went and, like, with me, it seemed like it happened to someone in my family. It, it was just hard. I, I mean, 
I emotionally just had a hard time coping over the past week or two of all the different allegations and things. Right, like and of course, and of course, we're talking about uh, uh, the Penn State uh, Jerry Sandusky. Uh, for those of you that are not involved in sports or are involved in sports and just haven't been paying close attention, uh, you know, allegations have come down against uh, Jerry Sandusky uh, of child uh, molestation, uh, stemming from. Uh, and now more and more reports are coming out of how long ago it was, but the original started in 2002. They're saying maybe it's no, before. it was 1998. Right, 98 there, but then the actual event that McQuarrie's involved in yeah. is 2002. So, you know, just to sum it all up, you know, um, it, it has been brought to light that he has been, um, he's been alleged that he's been sexually uh, molesting uh, eight or nine boys. And, and the stories keep changing every day. It seems like it becomes a more of a he say, she say. Um, Sandusky's been Joe Paterno's right-hand man for a very long time. He orchestrated the defense that went to the national championship in 2094. He's a Penn State alum, too. He's a Penn State alum. Uh, you know, he was the heir apparent until, like, 1998. Then he stepped down. But then he started a charity. Uh, for uh, underprivileged children, second mile. The, second, the second mile, and it is alleged that um, it was these kids that he was uh, having, you know, inappropriate sexual contact with. Uh, one kid or several were actually in the showers. Um, I mean, it, it, the, the, the more and more information that comes out, it seems more and more damning for him. Well, yeah, I actually spent the time to read the grand jury report, uh, mm-hmm. which it just, I, it was so. Just, it, I couldn't even read it all at once. I had to walk, go out, take a walk around the block, come yeah. back, read the next page. It, it was just unbelievable, just monstrous in terms of like the uh, the, the details. Is that yeah, what the saying, details. It, I mean, uh, he was taking the kids to the games, to the Penn State games, to the pro games. Uh, he was having the kids stay the night over his home at his house in the basement, and uh, like just the different things that he was doing, and in terms of how how it was with the young men uh the other thing that was disheartening was to find out the fact of so many times this could have been prevented going back to 1998 uh where a, a temporary janitor walked in and saw him performing oral on the young man right. and reported it to his supervisor but yet no one really called the police and then he even after he retired working at a high school he was help coaching and the school gave him free reign, free access to the school, and he was You're going Penn State, Penn State. No, the high school, oh, the a high local school high school in the area, I gotcha. I gotcha. for one of the victims, and he was actually going in to the classroom. A wrestling coach walked in with him and one of the young boys at night, supposedly wrestling, and the wow. wrestling coach was like, "I thought you coached football, not wrestling." Wow. But no. It was like it was strange, but a lot of people never just did anything about it. Yeah, and I think that's the other thing that uh, so so let, let's say you, you take it in in its uh, you, you take it on a small level. You say okay, Sandusky uh, he himself um, uh, was there was there was allegations since '98 about all the different things that he'd been doing, uh, and then in 2002, you know, to read that. An assistant coach came back to the locker room at Penn State in their locker room to some rhythmic slapping noises to go in and see, supposedly, says McQuarrie, who who testified to that to the grand jury, that he saw Sandusky behind a young boy that looked 10 or 11, 
with the boy's hands on the shower and him behind him giving him, you know, performing anal, anal yeah. sex with him. And so so you got that. And then so McQuarrie takes that. He walks out. And now it's coming out that, you know, everybody's like, well, why didn't he stop it then? So then. Well, no, he runs out and calls his dad. Right. So he runs out, <laughs> calls his dad. And then his dad then tells him to tell Joe Paterno. Yeah. It, so now the communication is, what does Pete tell Paterno? And see, and Paterno, uh, from what the reports were saying, that Sind- or that he what McCreary wasn't as detailed when he told him. And it's a couple different angles from what I saw with this. Uh, and Jason Whitlock actually goes on defending McCreary more about him trying to defend his career. Um, but the thing is, he... Uh, goes instead of calling police and again they make it seem like he's an intern or a graduate assistant yeah but he's 28 years old right. at 6'4 235 pound former quarterback right 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 well I, I i think here's the thing i also i also heard and again there's there's a lot of he said she said stuff and a lot of rumor mills going on with this whole st- story and you know the thing that that makes this story so devastating and i think that the most people are going, wow, is the magnitude of how many people were involved, how many people were, uh, th- that were, that knew about the situations over the pa- over the, since 98, uh, the amount of people that, um, were aware of, of Sandusky, and how few people that, as many people that knew, no one actually went to the police. Exactly. Until, until later on. So, I read a, a, and I heard a report about a psychologist that was talking about what McQuarrie saw, okay? And she was saying, and again, I I apologize because I don't know the exact where I read it, uh, but she was saying that 9 out of 10 people that saw what McQuarrie saw um, would have had a hard time processing it, okay? Would have walked in, saw it, had a hard time processing it, and then tried to figure out what to do about it. Now, now, (laughs) <laughs> right. No. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And again, I'm not defending McQuarrie. Okay? There's no defense of that. Because he should have went to the police, then he should have went to Paterno that night. I mean, he should have done all that that night. Now, I'm not defending him. But what I am saying is, is that you're 28. You got a dream job at Penn State. Mm-hmm. You're under Paterno, who's a, a legend, Hall of Famer. You've got a guy, Sandusky, who I'm sure you've heard some rumblings before about it. In fact, they had. You had. And nothing ever came of those. No one got fired. No one got in trouble. So McQuarrie sees this, and McQuarrie now has a lot on the line. He looks at it, and he says, okay, if I don't do anything because no one ever did anything before, It'll all go away. Maybe I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to figure out where his brain would well, be. Where where because you do have a lot. I mean, it's a dream job. You're at Penn State. You let's say you you blow the whistle, and you're automatically going to be fired. That's what you're thinking in your head. Maybe that's maybe I would be like, wow, you know, if I report this, and I go to the police, am I overstepping my bounds? But then. So you lose the human side of the whole thing. You lose the 
This is not about Penn State. This is not about Sandusky. See, this is about the kids. See, and, right? and, and here's where I'm at with it, Darnell. And Jason Whitlock actually had that kind of angle to, uh, two days ago. And my thing is, is a point where your natural instinct comes in. And you see, first you see that, yes, you may have been shocked. But this guy is continually on your campus. He, until the day he got caught, right. he had an office on campus. Right. So you're seeing him. And now you've had nine years to cope and deal with this that's as a grown the, man. That, see, that's and you're the thing, seeing that's more and more thing. children on campus with this alleged. That's the thing that, that's tough to register for me is that, okay, so. And he's coming out saying, yeah, you know, I did come out. I did say something. I actually did stop it. This is recent. This is like the last two days. I did stop it. Matter of fact, I went in. It stopped. And then I ran out. I stopped it. That's what, I mean, that's what's coming out now, right? And then I think he's trying to purge himself by saying, well, I told the police, but then the police didn't tell anybody. Yeah, whatever. that's what he's. Whatever he's saying. I think he's now trying to get himself back out of the situation because that Grand jury is, is damning. And nowhere in there does he say anything about calling the police. No. Heads are going to roll. And, oh, yeah. And my thing is, you still make sure that kid's all right. You don't leave the kid in there. Right. I, I mean, there's a point where people's natural adrenaline and instinct come in, and you physically. I am I am in awe of the human condition, right? And, and I, I truly think that there are some situations in this life that happen, right? That we on the outside looking in mm-hmm. would be like, oh, you know what? I would totally went in there and I would have beat him down and I would have saved that kid and I would have done all this and that and the other thing because you're, you're outside in looking it. in. You weren't there, you know. And again, I'm not. I'm not defending. I would like to think that I would have done more. I would have liked to think that I would have went in there and be like, what is going on here? This is not okay. Okay, let's give it the. Point of infraction. Okay, yes, you may not have re- reacted that way and right, stopped it. Right. But you had nine years. Right. And seeing this dude and it's walking got, around. It had and to it be had something. something. But then again, you go, again, nine years. I told Joe Paterno. I told him that it was inappropriate. I told him he was horsing around. Nothing happened. Now, I'm going to flip the script with Joe Paterno. Joe Paterno is, what, 80-something years old? 84. 84. So now he's been at the school the way you do things have changed and changed and sh- changed. Protocol for certain things have changed throughout the decades of him being at Penn State. Right. He could be operating on 1970s version of protocol if something like that happens. Reporting it to the AD, and once he gave it to the AD, knowing that chain of command, he's done. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's the initially, that's the one thing that kills me the most about this situation is the the phrase I did what was legally required. You know, Joe Paterno. I mean, he did do what was legally required. Now, as a coach with his background, mm-hmm. a coach with his stature, a coach with his legendary. I mean, doing things. That's his reputation. Doing things the right way. Always doing things the right way. And this one mistake. This one. Uh, this one. I did things. I did what was legally required of me. was clearly not enough. Joe will tell you that he knows it wasn't enough. He knows he wished he would have done more, but he didn't. So you, you, it's just like saying, oh, you know what? I, I only killed one person. You know, I only accidentally killed one person. Well, 
no, I, I get it. And you've never killed anybody before. That one mistake, you know, I never drive drunk and you drive drunk once. And, you know, it it's crazy. It only takes one time. It only takes one time. All right, well, we're going to take a break and we're going to continue on with this. There's some other stuff that came out, too, that needs to be discussed. It's right along the same, uh, you know, line, and I hate it, but it is what it is. So uh, we'll be right back with you. Uh, Darno Autry. J.D. Harris. Yeah, outside the spotlight. Voice America. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time noon pacific on the voice america sports channel your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Oh, yes. Thank you very much, Marla. I appreciate that. <laughs> Every week she has to do that. Yeah, exactly. Eventually, someday I'm going to get her name right. I don't, I mean, I don't know. We're going to have to. We, we got to have we some callers yeah. and have a ball. Yeah, Monk, we got to gotta find her, Monk. We got to figure that out and talk to my guy, Monk, who's on the, on the headphones. We got to find her. Uh, anyway, so uh, we were talking, we we're talking about the whole Sandusky Penn State thing. And, you know, me and JD were talking during the break. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it lights a fire on so many different levels. And it, and it takes, it, 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 it is so deep. And so, like, just when you thought that, you know, Ohio State was doing, you know, breaking NCAA rules and, and, and the University of Miami were breaking NCAA rules, those are NCAA rules. These are like human rules. These are like humanity mm-hmm. rules, you know? And just when you think that it couldn't get any worse, this story pops up. And then it's, it, and it's not, and the worst hasn't hit yet. The worst isn't over yet. Not at all. So now you got, the president that was fired. You've got the athletic director and the assistant athletic director. They were all fired. Absolutely. You've got Joe Paterno fired, and Sandusky's in jail. McCurry's been suspended. I mean, this and it's only going to get bigger because there's going to be 
there's going to be more kids that come out. Absolutely. And the backlash of that is, are there going to be kids out there that, you know, so you're going to have kids that are going to start going, you know what, I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable now telling my story. I feel comfortable, finally, that it's been raised, it's been brought to light, that I want to tell my story. And the thing is, with these kids, they're disenfranchised because they're kids that maybe come from broken homes or don't have money. So this predator or accused right, predator, right? Because he hasn't right. It p- targeted a market of kids, and basically, when it, he basically bought the candy store, right, and just had them at, at his disposal. So it's. It's gonna get yeah people and then, without a voice. And then there's and then there's rumors that you know because he uh, you know the reason he was there for so long is because there's allegations that he's involved with boosters and that boosters were involved in this 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 pimping out these kids these boys to some high priced boosters. I don't know how I feel about all those allegations. I, I mean again, I, I, I'm only I'm only talking about what's out there. Now, I hope for. You know, his sake that it does come out that it's not actual, but I, I think it's going to be really hard to battle all of that information out there. I mean, did you hear the interview? Yeah, the interview <laughs> was the interview was just just damaging. Just I mean, awful. I heard that and I'm like, gosh, I would not want to be his lawyer. But then you get on his lawyer. Yeah, and then his lawyer would break knocked up a girl that was 17, 16, 16 years old. So you know, it's, when he was 49. Right, so here, here you go. You, you, and, and somebody else was talking to me about it earlier today because I was, you know, talking about it because people like to talk to me about the, the college football and things like that. Uh, but they were talking to me about it, and they were like, you know, these kinds of people, these types of people, hang out together. Mm-hmm. You know, these kind of predators hang out together. So if it can't be just Sandusky. You know, I mean, maybe he was doing online chats, and maybe he was. Uh, if in fact he is, I mean, his his interview is like, oh, I'm not a predator, but I, 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 he didn't sound very convincing to me. I was like, wow, really? Well, I'd be going crazy. Well, like, are you nuts? There's no way I didn't do any of this. <laughs> that person's full. He lied. This person lied. This doesn't happen. Well, Darno, did you hear him? He he first re-answered the, or restated the question, and he paused, and it was like. uh Am I attracted to young boys? Uh, right. Uh, I like being around them. You know what it sounded like to me though? It was like a very Michael Jackson response. Like they would ask him questions like that, and he would say, "Well, I just love the kids. What's wrong with that? I like laying with little boys. What's wrong with that?" And it sounded, you know what I mean? It sounded a lot like that. Like, well, yeah, I, I like little boys, of course, but. Not the way that you think. Uh, well, I, I mean, it, it just didn't but he, sound. But he didn't. His response. He didn't have any conviction about, like, could this even be viewed as wrong? He, it, for him, it was just life. Right, but the fact he was like, I probably shouldn't have showered with him. I don't probably. know one. He didn't even say definitively. No, he was like, I probably, probably shouldn't, shouldn't have. Probably have. shouldn't have showered with him. Like, probably, like maybe I should have. Maybe I shouldn't have. I ain't. Oh, I mean, 
if I knew I was going to get in trouble, I wouldn't have done it. But if I'm not going to get in trouble, then I, I definitely would have definitely continued. In fact, continue. you know, I'm going to do something I'm tonight. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that's that's the hard thing. So so this thing spread like wildfire, right? And everybody knew about it. And now it's just, I think it's still going to come to light as to who actually knew, who how involved was everybody, um, all the way up through boosters, all the way up through the board. You know, now it's, a, now it's what do we do? NCA is coming in saying we're going to investigate too. I mean. Well, some of the victims from the high school program that he was helping at, that district banned, barred him from the district. Wow. Uh, and that was the first victim where they got him on the phone to talk about the shower. His that it, He was messing with that victim at the victim's high school. So now, wait, so now the district didn't even call the police. They had the police on the line. That's how the police got on the phone line to hear about him uh, saying, telling the mother that he wanted to kill himself. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. But either way, so so the fallout of this, so the rippling effect is bigger than football, right? So it ripples into the athletic department, right? And then it rattles the whole university, right? And then that spurs, I'm fully 100% convinced that it now opens up the floodgate. And it should. Absolutely. And it absolutely should. Open up the floodgate to other universities and other programs and other coaches, other professors. I mean, all of these victims, they deserve, they deserve the right to be heard. They deserve to be protected. They deserve to be heard out. They deserve to have the, the support that they need. Now, you had a lot of people that were against Penn State playing. They said that they shouldn't have finished the season. I totally disagree with that. I think that first, those young men that came to play for Penn State and get a degree, uh, that they did nothing wrong. Uh, and so once they're there, but my issue is what I felt Penn State could have done to just show that, you know what, we dropped the ball on this right away. Here's some immediate action that we could take place, uh, that we could set. First of all, you, you're, you know pretty much everybody's gone. And everyone's going to be gone after the season. So all the coaches, everything. All of them. Anybody that had a hint of it, they're gone. Okay. Paternal son, they're gone. Right. They're, everyone's gone. The next thing is, okay, now that you've done that, you, you're still, but these guys are coaching through the rest of the season. But then the next thing you do, it's those young men, because some of them are still at that age of trying to go to college and things like that. And some of them definitely probably would not want to touch Penn State's campus. Absolutely not. But here's what we're going to do. We are, go- if you do want to come to Penn State, we're going to offer you Full tuition. We don't care. The backlash of that may be like we feel so bad that we are guilty. Well, and, but the but the but the university they, they, gonna they're they're gonna they're gonna protect themselves. Yeah, and that's what uh, they're doing uh, now. Yeah, but they're they are kind of taking a stand. That's why they're firing everybody because they know they're guilty. Absolutely. Trust me, they wouldn't have fired Joe Paterno and everybody else unless they felt like the evidence that's put against them is pretty. And, and even still, though, I think. Whoever Joe Paterno's handlers are, whoever those people are, I think that he should have stepped down on his own. Because even if Joe Paterno wanted to stay, he couldn't answer questions that have things to do with Sandusky. He couldn't answer those questions. He couldn't answer why, 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 and that's all people want to know is why, if you know this about this man, why is he still on the campus? Why is he still around the program? Why do you still see him dealing with little kids? Why didn't you do anything, Joe? Why didn't you do anything? Exactly. But they still, I mean, and 
I just felt like the school, some of the things they could have done, like their right. last home games or whatever. Let's go ahead and we're going to take our profits from right. this game and we're going to go ahead and donate it, I mean, to charities protecting these type of victims. And uh, this is some immediate action right. you could do to save face. Right. And, uh, I mean, but. Yeah, no, I get, I get what you're saying, but I, I think, like you said. Go ahead, go ahead. But I, it, here's another thing, how twisted some of the things are with our society. You know, we, t- the people, the media has blasted, like, University of Miami, thug you. But what about the students at Penn State? I I, I was like, is that State Penn or Penn State? Right. With the rioting. Oh, oh uh, from, from, from the, the, the fallout, the, yeah. fa- the backlash. You know, I think the bottom line is, is that, this hits you in so many different emotional ways, right? Because there, there's a love for Joe Paterno. But then now there's this, there's this divisive thing that happened. It's a, Joe, we, we relied on you. We trusted you. And you, of all people, were going to do the right thing. You were going to do the right thing. You always did the right thing. In fact, I went to clinics with he and Bobby Bowden on panel for the, uh, it was in Orlando. It was for the coaches, uh, clinic convention. Right. And they're speaking on, the responsibilities of a coach, and I still have the notebook where he and Joe, uh, he and Bobby Bowden were talking about the integrity of the position, what people should be doing, and this is while well, this has already transpired. Right. No. Yeah. That's. I mean, it's it's uh it's pretty horrific. And Joe, you know, regardless of what you've done on the field, this is bigger than that. This is and any and I think he gets that. I don't. I he's. I'm not telling. I'm not saying anything, Captain Obvious. That's not. You know. That's not. You know, falling on everybody doesn't know. This is bigger than Joe Paterno. This is bigger than the athletic department. This, in fact, is bigger than the University of Penn State. Absolutely, this is bigger than Penn State University. Way bigger. So, as I was talking about the ripple effect, so now you have all these people that now are looking at these events and feeling more and more comfortable to to uh, to come out and say what's been on their mind. Um, and you got the kid from the, the two ball boys that came out about the assistant coach, uh, Bernie oh, yeah. Fine. Bernie Fine at right. uh, Syracuse. At Syracuse. You know, they were saying, well, you know, he was molesting me from the 80s to the 90s, like for a long time, up to like no, age they 27. Said 70s. 70s <laughs> to the 90s. So since I was, you know, up to 27 years old. And it, I mean, that, that story, again, you don't downplay any victims. That's just not, that's not okay. But it was an interesting stand. Stance that uh, behind are the head men's basketball coach took. He's like, well, he flat out said, I don't believe it. He said, we the four people that could corroborate uh, the vic the alleged victim stories, no one could corroborate. Right. All four of them had could could not corroborate the story. Exactly. So uh, so but, that so they did, so it fell apart. But the university, Washington Penn State, what did they do? They put fine on leave. Absolutely, because that the fallout's going to happen. Yep. The fallout's going to come until those uh, those allegations are investigated, and then they found another boy who happens to be the stepbrother of the original victim, exactly, who also says, you know, I was also molested by this this assistant coach as well. And again, I think again, this is a great forum for those victims. This is what they need. This is their opportunity to step forward, and 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 their time to get support to get. Uh, uh, 
to get the the um, the 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 recognition, and I don't call it a recognition in a, in a positive way, but they need that psychological help. This tears people up. This is lifelong. This is everlasting damage. And and now's the time. Now's the time for them to step up and get the help they need and get the support they need because there's clearly they're clearly out there and they need it. So uh, I will be back and we'll we'll continue on. There's another there's another story out with the Citadel and we'll we'll wrap up Syracuse and we'll do the Citadel. Um, We'll be back with you, Darnell Autry, JD Harris. Yes, Voice America, outside the spotlight. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific time. 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life, from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. Sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today. We all have that team that we live and breathe to follow. We watch hours of football on TV, play Madden sports on our gaming system, and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch. If this sounds like you, or if you're a football wife who wants a few words, we want to hear from you. Listen for Life, Love, and Sports, featuring your host, Ron Dixon. Ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you, the fan, are talking about today. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And uh, we're, we're back to uh, OTS. I'm here with my guy, J.D., um, so we, we were talking about the fallout from the Sandusky Penn State uh, University scandal, and that led. Uh, and again, it's it's opening up the door for a lot of victims to come out and and be be comfortable because now the spotlight is on you. 
The spotlight is on them, and they have a right to be heard. They have a right for just to, to have justice. They they need help and they need support. And you know, I, I I can't imagine what it would be like to live with that kind of thing in your head and never be able to say anything or never be able to feel even more. You feel you feel doubly victimized because you can't even talk about you being victimized. They're because a prisoner. They're a prisoner in their own yeah. They're in their mm -hmm. own skin. So we talked about the Syracuse, the two ball boys that it came out against Bernie Fines, and you know now that. Uh, so the spotlight is on the victims and the scandals. So now they're now looking at all the universes, all the things out there. The Citadel had a situation back in 07 where they had a, a camp counselor, a gentleman, uh, Louis uh, Revile or Reveal. And, uh, you know, it was reported that he showed boys in 2007 when he was at camp during the summertime, he showed them pornography. And so he was then arrested in, uh, on October the 28th. So they, they, they investigated that, and that's been ongoing. And then in, two th and then in, in October 28th, he was uh, arrested on suspicion of, of molesting five boys. So the media and everybody's now going, well, how come we didn't hear about the Citadel thing? How come, how come no heads are rolling there? How come no one's fired there? And that, co that, that counselor admitted it. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of differences in this case. Absolutely. Citadel's is government. It's supported by, you know, there's some, it's military. It's all those things. And they have different class for your uh, felonies or the sexual predators. They have different classifications. Right. So you showed a pornography, but then he got arrested on allegations of, like, potential, um, um, you know, molestation of these boys. But I, what I found interesting when, uh, you know, my guy Grant, he does great job for us in, in, in research. Um, he's also a foster parent. He's a registered foster parent a in, 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 in South Carolina. So, and, and Sandusky adopted kids. Yep. So there, there is an interesting similarity in the way that, well, I mean, being a sociology major and, you know, a lot of psychology majors, you'll see that there's a lot of times they can go back and see certain patterns because there's nothing new underneath the sun. Right. So sometimes you can go back and track certain things and kind of predict behavior. Now, that's not saying that just because you adopt the kids or exactly. the foster parent that you're a pedophile. But, that's but, not what I'm no, saying. No, and right, I agree. Right, exactly. But what I'm saying is you'll see some similarities in the personality traits of these accused predators. Right. No, absolutely. So now everybody's going to the Citadel, which a lot of people haven't heard about, but a lot of people are going to the Citadel going, well, what's up with this? I mean, and, and, and now it's coming out that there are probably more boys than just the five, and the investigation's ongoing with that. I think they hired a, um, uh, I think the, unit, the Citadel hired um, a separate uh, uh, council to review the an outside consulting firm to review how it was handled in 2007. Now I heard that the Citadel also paid some money out to some uh, to the uh, uh, abused. Uh, so clearly the Citadel handled it differently than Penn State did. Yeah, clearly. Um, and I would expect nothing different from a government. Oh, absolutely. Run, they're going to contain the situation. They've got lots and lots of experience in containing those kind of situations. But I think the big thing with Penn State, though, and the big thing with Syracuse, 
even though Syracuse, I think, is on a different level, on a different scale, but nonetheless, you know, victims out there, they, they deserve to be heard, they deserve to be uh, 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 helped and supported. Uh, the difference is that because of Joe Paterno's squeaky clean reputation, that this is huge. That this is, and, and then the magnitude of the cover up, the alleged cover up. Again, I gotta remind everybody that this stuff is all alleged. Now the university is doing damage control, so they're firing everybody. Which you would do every, yeah. every, that for, for civil purposes, for, you know, public eye purposes, for the, the incoming class, yeah. recruiting. I mean, not just recruiting, but incoming students. students. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you've got to protect the university. So they're doing all these things to protect the university. And what we're told, and you've been in college football and the pros, something bigger than ourselves. So no one's bigger than Penn State University. Right. So absolutely, and that's how they're the university. The, the the sporting part is one cog in a big, big wheel at Penn State University. Uh, I, and I, I, my heart broke for the students there. My heart broke for uh, the victims. Uh, my heart broke for. Uh, um, uh, it, it didn't necessarily break for Joe Paterno. I just thought it was, you know. Uh, a shame that his career now ended in that way. But again, you make one small mistake, and that small mistake could be the the end. So I, I, I didn't. I don't feel as bad about that. I, I just. I'll say this. I don't feel. I will never say what a person deserves, but I do feel bad for a man that has worked so hard and done so many. Good things for a lot of a lot, a lot of, guys, of guys, a lot of guys, kids, a lot of things, a lot of great things for kids to be remembered, right? By his one failure, but or, I mean, it's a major failure. That's what I'm saying. That's the that's the that's the the uh, the beauty and the surprise and the the tragedy of life is is that one mistake could alter everything, could undo everything. Absolutely, I could give you nine compliments, but I give you one critique. And you'll focus on the one negative Devastating. thing I said. Devastating. Devastating. Crushed. You know, that one time you drink and drive and kill three people. Done. Done. Altered forever. I mean, well, it is what it is. Or even dating. Oh, of you, course. You give your girl a whole bunch of compliments. One, bit, one, one thing, thing is, yeah, is she, Oh, yeah, she's <laughs> done. I, okay, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom. And never come back. So, and again, I, we, we trivialize it. We think it's funny. You know, we're laughing at the, the small and the jokes. But, you know, this is a very serious uh, um, situation. I, I wouldn't want to be the one that's in the middle of trying to have to sort it out um, and the gravity of how deep it really does go. No one don't, No one knows yet how deep it really does go. Does it go to boosters? Does it go to, uh, um, and I'm talking about Penn State, does it go to boosters? Does it have anything to do with other coaches? Does it have to do with any other people in the community? I mean, who does knows? Does it have to do with players? Does it have to do with players? I mean, who knows? I I I I I am interested, but I'm I'm like really leery to hear more and more. The more that comes out, it seems like it gets more and more grotesque. And 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 if the pimping thing comes out and putting boys out to other, I mean, it just it's just horrific. It was so hard too because I have a couple close friends that played at Penn State and some that played under Sandusky. And right. It was like. When I saw him, I tried my best to avoid the conversations because, you know, you take that hard. I mean, 
Yeah, you take it personally. I mean, again, if you know you have first-hand knowledge of Sandusky, he was your coach. Uh, I'm sure they're getting inundated with questions about, did you see anything? What did, you know, what did he say to you? Did he ever touch you? I mean, all these things that are coming out. And, and that's the other backlash of this, and we talked about it earlier, is that all the false allegations that are going to follow up as well. You know, you've got an axe to grind against a coach. You've got an axe to grind against a, a, um, a counselor or whatever. You come out and say this. I mean, when it's at its height, everybody's super sensitive to it. You know, I wouldn't want to be the person to have to weed through um, what are what are facts and what are what are what are false allegations and and, and it's and, and like we were talking about off air, once you're alleged, even if proven innocent, in a public eye, you're still guilty, and those things will always be synonymous with your name. Right, is like you know Michael Vick and dog fighting, and. Michael Jackson and little boys. Right. I mean, it, it, and those things just, it, it's tough. But then if you're guilty, I mean, no matter what. There are people that are going to think you're guilty no matter guilty, what. Guilty, yeah. Listen, if, if there's smoke, there's fire. You did it. Clearly, no one would say that unless you were facts. And, and right now, I think it's the most divisive. And I think there are people right now that are so mad at Joe Paterno that came standard. They're just so devastated that he would let that happen. And then there's other people that would defend him to the day he dies because of all the great things he did, this one little mistake, which he personally was not involved with, but he is. He is the head coach. He This happened under oh, his watch. Now, trust me. I've coached. I've been in college coaching. I've been in the pros. If a if a person of Joe Paterno's magnitude, as much power as he had at that university, if he didn't want that dude near his campus, and I do say his campus in a sense, because it's by his program, right? With his statue outside the building, I sixty some odd years at the. Uh, I, I guarantee you. He would not be anywhere near that campus. Right. Because I've seen people removed from practices, things like that, and not allowed, because he'll say just like this, this person is not allowed around my program. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, there are people that are defending him no matter what. No matter what, Joe Paterno didn't do anything wrong. He did what was legally required. And, okay, on a legal front, okay, he doesn't go to jail. He he doesn't serve any time. I guess it just came out now that he's got lung cancer, which, you know, even that is pretty hardcore. But, yeah, it just came out yeah, today. Yeah, it was him that, or his son. No, I thought it was him that okay. had, had uh, a lung cancer. Well, maybe it might be his son. I don't know. But, you know, it it, it tarnishes everything, the 64 years or 65 years, however long he's been coaching over there. It truly tarnishes the whole thing, and it is unfortunate, but it is, you know, it was on Joe Paterno to do the right thing by his program, do the right thing by those victims, do the right thing by um, just being uh, the kind of guy that everybody thought he was. And I'm not saying... And, and, and he still could be that guy, but he made a mistake. Um it's a, is mistake, it a major but, mistake, right. but he made one. Right. He still could have been all those things. It's just that one infraction that you could be remembered by. Right, exactly. Okay, so we're gonna fight. we're gonna put this the subject to rest, and we're gonna change the subject when we get back. So we'll be back in uh, in a few. Darnell Autry, J.D. Harris, yes, Voice America, OTS. We'll be right back. Flagship station for sports. 
America Sports. What's the national pastime in the U.S. in the 21st century? Are you sure? Think again. Three out of four Americans have made NFL football the true American pastime. It's now one of the fastest-growing sports in the world. But how do we as fans understand everything that goes on behind the scenes? Tune in to Enter the League with Eugene T. Lee Esquire as your host. Eugene was the featured NFL agent in the ESPN-acclaimed documentary, The Dotted Line. And now he takes his expertise to the Voice America Sports Channel. Listen every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. So, welcome back. I'm here with my uh, co-host, J.D. Harris. Uh, so we're going to start, uh, we want to start a new segment every week on the show. We're going to call, uh, it's just going to be simply, that ain't right. That just ain't right. So, uh, for, for the sub, for this, uh, for this, we're going to talk about things that we just, we see around the sporting world or just the world in general and just go, that just ain't right. And I got to start out by saying what ain't right is the NBA lockout. That just ain't right. I, I'm, I'm, I am, I am missing, <laughs> I am missing my basketball and, and people are, uh, they're not noticing it yet because we still got football. But you wait. And, when football's oh. over and there is no basketball, people are going to lose their Did minds. Did they not learn from the last strike? It's just no good. Now, I'm not picking any sides because I don't know what the ins and outs are. The players clearly thought that they were getting a raw deal. The, the owners are like, no, I think we should get more. I get that. I don't know what the fight is about. It's about money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, it is about money, but I don't... I don't know who's, you know, who's trying to slight who. I mean, is the public, you know, the owners are saying this, that we offered a fair deal. The players are saying that was not a fair deal. So, I don't know. But I'm not going to lie. What ain't right was David Stern getting on, on air, on TV, and basically saying, I don't know who's consulting, well, the people that are consulting the players. Yeah. Ain't right. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> That's exactly what you're saying. That ain't right. But I... But I want my basketball back, gentlemen, please. And I know at this point it's now getting to the point where it's tough. It's going to be tough to recoup the fees. I get that. It's not going to be tough to get the money back. So I think we're on the brink, uh, ladies and gentlemen, of having no basketball, which is just ain't right. It just ain't right. And do you know imagine. it goes into the 2012 season, too? Oh, that's that ain't right. That's awful. We go. Hey, I'm getting direct TV and internet so I can watch the seas, the over overseas games because that's where all the players are going to be oh, at. Oh no! But either way, it just ain't right. Nah, not at all. JD, what ain't right was Deshaun Jackson getting in uh, deactivated 
because uh, <laughs> man, that dude was pissed. He wants his money. He wants his money. But but this week it's week eight, week nine of the season. You can't just be like, nah, I'm good. I don't even go to ain't going to practice. Is that what happened? Well, no, he came late. He didn't miss. He oh. came late for the special teams meeting. Andy Reid was like, I'm, I'm yeah, not tired of this. Yeah, kind of having some attitude, some gripe. Not quite T.O.-ish, but... I mean, he's a talented player, but, I mean, you know, it's it's game week, baby. I mean... But at the same time, what ain't right, they needed him on the field, and they uh, lost that game. <laughs> yeah, Derby yeah, got yeah, yeah. And they were down. Basically, they didn't have any more receivers. Yeah, that, that ain't right. What ain't right... Matt Forte, pay the man, don't run him to the Yeah, line. no, that ain't right either. That ain't right. Absolutely. And I told you two weeks ago I talked about it. You know what ain't right, Kim and Kim K and whatever his face is, that ain't right. It was never right. No, exactly. That was never right. That ain't right. But I'll say this. She's fine. Yeah, she's easy on the eye. <laughs> and I'm sure he was like, if loving you ain't wrong, <laughs> if loving you wrong, I don't ever want to be right. <laughs> I'm sure he was saying that. No. You know what? For about three seconds, I would have lost my mind and said the same thing. Yeah, fair enough. All right, cool. All right, so uh, let's let's go through these picks really quickly, and then I'm going to let you talk about Tim Tebow because I know you liked, you want to talk about him. You just can't handle it. You, just, you all in the Tim Tebow fever. So uh, first of all, the, the game last night, uh, I clearly picked the Jets, and so did damn near everybody else. So, here, JD, go ahead, get your Tebow, Tebow fever out. I mean, I, I'm hey, I'm neither I'm, here nor there about him. I I don't know. I mean, he's a winner in fever. high. He's a winner in college, winner in high school. I get that, but I'm not going to say I'm on the fever bag, uh, the Tebow bandwagon or right. fever. No, but I respect what the body of work this young man has done. Now, do I think he's a quarterback by skill? His ability to throw? No, but he has all the intangibles that you don't measure. His team is following him. He's selfless. He leads. And guess what? When you have like people like uh, Champ Bailey and those guys backing you up, because trust me, those vets don't want anyone they, they don't trust. And you have Dawkins. Oh, no. no Listen, I mean, J.D., uh, here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say about Tim Tebow. I think the jury's still out for me. Okay, because the teams that are have quality defenses and that there are quality teams, they get smashed. Wait, wait, wait. Are the Jets not a team with did quality you watch defense? The, did you watch the game last night? But think about But the, I'm talking about the offense, yeah. though. I'm talking about the offense, okay? You're talking about whose offense? I'm talking about the Jets' offense. Just where? what happened to it? What happened to it? It imploded. You got uh Right, Levanian and then the defense hurt. last series just implodes. Just, just all of a sudden can't cover, can't do it. But so my thing is, is that you can't say that the Jets are probably one of the better teams in the league. No, but their defense. Tebow, I mean, he actually made the read, a pre-snap read, which he doesn't get credit for, to see that it was man to man. Okay, I give him credit on some of the reads, and that's fine. You change the offense to make it work and be either live and die by whatever. And that's what I'm going to say. But with the coaching staff, it was a genius move. Because you got to win games. Bottom line, right? Exactly. Sure. And, and you have a winner, so you do. You got to give your yourself people. the best chance to win, right? Here, I got you. Now here's an interesting phenomenon. Most teams don't adjust to their talent. They make the talent adjust to what they do. They draft a guy and say you're going to fit into our scheme. Uh, it depends. I mean, I think after uh, a while, right? Early on, because if you don't, if you don't, you're, you're going to lose. And, but now here's the thing, though. With them doing that, it's ingenious in one sense. Because I've coached college. Right. And 
pros is different, but it's like adjusting for playing against all these spread offenses. And all of a sudden, someone's running wing T. And that's the other and thing. It was a short week for the Jets, too. Yeah, and now you have to adjust. To an option o- offense. Option offense. And it's something you can't simulate in a NFL practice, especially with the new CBA rules, because now you don't have contact. It will be interesting to see what happens to them next week and what happens in the future. All right, so really quickly, going on. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's Tim Tebow. Uh, I, I'm going to wait and see. I'm just going I'm to be out. I'm going to wait and see until he starts throwing the ball and starts really becoming a complete quarterback. Then then we can go. But I like I like the running. I, I get that. Okay, Carolina, Detroit, who you got? I got Carolina. Mm, I picked Detroit. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay, Green Bay. Green Bizzle. I was about to say, no way. Uh, Dallas, Washington. They're Ooh. at Washington. Dallas. Yeah, got it. Uh, I'm on you with that. Uh, Buffalo, Miami. Buffalo. Hmm. I went with Miami. Hmm. We'll be seeing because, you know, I, I don't know. All right. Jacksonville, Cleveland. Ooh, the toilet bowl. <laughs> I'm, Man, that's so hardcore. I'm going to Jacksonville. Yeah, I went with Jacksonville, too. Atlanta, t- Tennessee at Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, home field. Uh, oh, what about Oakland at Minnesota? I love you less, but I'm going with Oakland, man. Yeah, I, I love them too. But I love them too. But man, I, I, Oakland, how do you? They're they're a machine right now. They're they're yeah. rolling. Uh, how about Cincinnati, Baltimore? Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore at home, but it's going to be interesting because Cincinnati's got a pretty good defense, and Joe Flacco tends to play down sometimes. Yeah, all right. That's why you have Ray Rice. Right, Seattle, Seattle at St. Louis. <laughs> Another toilet bowl. I, I guess I, I'm going to go with Seattle. I love the Predator though, Stephen Jackson. I'm calling him a Predator because I think he's a beast. Oh, he's I just love an animal. him. I love him. All right, Arizona at San Francisco. San Fran. Yeah, I, I want to go with the cards, but man, San Fran. Don't do it. So Don't do it. I, I did. I did. I wouldn't do that to myself. All right, uh, San Diego at uh, Chicago. Chi Town. Yeah, always. Uh, Philadelphia at New York. No Vic and no Macklin. I will say New York because they're going to pound the ball. Yeah, agreed. Uh, here we go. I think it's a Monday night game. Kansas City at New England. If it, it's just going to be a beat. Down. Did they have slaughter rule in the NFL yet? Oh, it, it could get really, really grotesque. It, but it depends. Depends on which New England team shows up, right? If the the, New the worst, team, the worst New England team wins this game by fourteen. Right. The best New England team beats them by forty. Yeah. I mean, the New England team that played the Jets two weeks ago. Now again, you're talking about the Jets. You were like they had a decent defense, right? New England came out first half. They played. It was tough. Battle. Boom. 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 Right. Second half, New England just dismantled them. Just like at the end of the game, Denver just dismantled them. Yeah. They found the, the They adjusted. Right. So my so that's what I'm saying. That's why I and again I hate to harp back on it, but I go back to the Jets going, the defense, like Darrell Rivas and 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 the corners, I got it. They're 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 top notch. David Harris. David Harris is a beast. And so is Bart Bart Scott is a beast. Yeah. But again, Across the board, consistent through the whole game. You see what I'm saying? No, like, uh, see, I, I think. See, I think but I'm a get. I, I'm in opposition with you because of the simple fact of it's so hard to adjust to a offense that you never practice against, and you can't simulate it in 
your normal practice. No, I understand. I understand. Well, again, thank you very much. I know we started out pretty heavy, but uh, hopefully we lightened it up for you. Uh, next week, hopefully we'll do even better than we did this week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next week. Uh, outside of Spotlight, Darno Audrey. J.D. Yeah, We'll see you guys back next week. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show.